0: Well, I hope you like those songs. Uh, Karen and I um, like to play that, see that record, um, which is actually a record, you know, one of those plastic things, um, the beginning of Advent, and it just says everything we, we want to know about Advent, and which is often so overlooked, isn't it? We just whiz into Christmas and the Christmas readings, and we forget that the whole of this month is about Advent, preparing for the coming of Christ. Now, um, I want to ask this morning a simple question. What is hope? What is hope? Well, what it isn't is a vague hope so. Oh, a hope so. That isn't Christian hope at all. When I was a student at Oxford um, studying for ministry, we had a number of trips out, and we went to the local synagogue. And while we were there, the, the rabbi was showing us around the synagogue, and one of our students asked him, uh, what is hope to you? And he said, well, for us, hope is that next year will be better than this year. I wonder, is that all the hope that we have, that we can offer, that next year will be better than this? I guess for many of you, you're hoping that next year will be better than this. Because I know that many of you, this has been a hard year, uh, in the words of our, our beloved Queen, and horribilis for some of you. Um, We hope next year will be better than this. But hope uh, is always linked with faith. Faith and hope uh, are linked together. And Advent is a a season in which a number of words come to mind. Light, of course, is one which uh, the children have been doing a whole series uh, about light. But hope is such an important one. Now, in the last reading, that uh, Wynne brought us from Hebrews. We have uh, a definition of faith and a definition of hope all rolled into one. Faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. That's hope. It's not a, "oh, I hope so. It's uh, it's being certain. Sometimes I say uh, to, to people, you know, are, are you a Christian? Or are you, do you believe, you know, you're going to heaven? And they say, Oh, I hope so. Well, actually, if you're a believer, you, you have a certain hope. It's not like hope so. It's a hope that we hold to, which is sure and certain. In, in the words of one of the songs that we, we used to sing, uh, we have a hope that is steadfast and certain, gone through the curtain and entered the, entered the throne. I think it goes next, doesn't it? Um, steadfast and certain hope. So hope is based on certainty. There is a certainty to Christian hope which no other hope, uh, no other kind of institution can actually give. And the hope uh, is most clearly expo- explored, I think, by Paul in some of his letters. In Colossians 1:27, which uh, was read to us earlier by Adrian, "Christ in you, the hope of glory." Isn't that wonderful? Christ is in us. It's not an external hope in the sem- something over there, but Christ in us, the hope of glory. We have something in us if we are Christians. Christ is in us. Paul often talks about us being in Christ, but here he says, Christ in you, the hope of glory. And then in his letter to the Thessalonians, he says, uh, the hope of salvation as a helmet. You know, we're often familiar with, uh, with the armor of God. With well, this thing that protects the brain uh, and keeps us secure, Uh, hope as a a helmet of salvation, the hope of salvation, which is a sure certainty. It's not a vague promise. It's not a vague wish. It's a sure and certain promise. Uh, And and that is based for Paul uh, on his personal experience of Jesus because although he didn't really know Jesus in his earthly life, Paul met Jesus on the road to Damascus and his whole life from there on revolved around knowing the risen Lord Jesus Christ. And so in, in the end of his letter to the Colossians, he has a whole chapter in chapter 15 all about the reality of the resurrection, which is the basis of our hope. And he says, if only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are to be pitied more than all men. But actually, we have a hope which is beyond this life. And he goes on to say, but... Christ has indeed been raised from the dead. What's the basis of our hope? Christ has been raised from the dead. That's Christian hope. And it's based on a a fact which can be demonstrated by evidence throughout history and through the experience of his people. Okay, So hope is certainty but hope also is mystery. Certainty and mystery. It's not the kind of um, arrogant kind of hope that doesn't acknowledge that within this hope there is a mystery. Because um, Paul goes on to say in Romans, but hope that is seen is no hope at all. If we actually could get hold of this thing, and, and we wouldn't need hope. We have hope, but there is still a mystery because uh, it hasn't yet. We haven't yet fully got hold of it. And there is still more. Like Paul says, it's like a mirror. You look in a a rather uh, cloudy mirror. uh, And and that's the kind of image that he has. But one day, when the mirror is wiped clean, we will see imperfect reality. Now, I I did a a little word search on the the computer, which is great now, because you can search the Bible for a particular word. And I searched for the word hope. And it comes up a lot in the Bible. But do you know... This surprised me. Only once is the word hope used in the Gospels. I'm very open to be challenged on that. I'd never noticed before. Only once, and that is in Matthew 12, 21, and it says, in his name, nations will put their hope. And Matthew's quoting from Isaiah. So isn't it interesting that in the Gospels, uh, he doesn't talk about hope. And my my little theory that I've been working on is this. In the Gospels, they had Jesus walking with them all the time. Uh, He was their hope, but it doesn't talk about hope. But but if you remember those two men walking along the road, no, the the man and woman, probably, walking along the road to Emmaus, Cleopas and probably probably his wife, um, and their faces were downcast, and Jesus walks alongside them, and he said, but we had hoped that he was going to be the one. We had hoped, but obviously our hopes have been shattered. So I was quite surprised about that. But of course, after, after Jesus' death and resurrection, when he can no longer be seen in physical eyes, then we need a hope which goes beyond something we can see and actually feel and touch. Uh, and we need hope and faith together. Hope and faith always go together. Um, you know, you, you, you speak to some people uh, and they seem to have so much incredible f- faith and hope that they never doubt anything. I wonder if you're one of those people. Never doubt anything. But actually, if we're honest, all of us have the little nagging doubts and nagging there are questions, there's always going to be a little bit of mystery to believing in faith. And we need to keep open to the mystery. Paul talks about the gospel as a mystery. So, um, after his resurrection and death, uh, the Holy Spirit comes upon his people, uh, but very much throughout the whole of the Bible, and particularly uh, in the experience of the early Christians, the theme of suffering comes up. Jesus suffered and died. That's a mystery. How did he do that? How does that give us hope? Well, it gives us hope because through his suffering and death, He rose from the dead. That's where the hope is. Um, But actually, that's the basis of our hope as well. There is a resurrection. Now, all the way through the Bible, people struggle with faith in what they can't see. You may have gone through, you may be going through a period where you just can't make sense of what God is doing. But, you know, the theme of suffering is really important because we have to hold that alongside this positive hope. How do we have a theology of hope and yet a theology of suffering. Well, a number of people in the Old Testament (laughs) have this. What about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? These are three men who had such faith that they would not bow down to the emperor's statue, and as a result, they were thrown into a fiery furnace. And they said, we will not bow down to your statue, because our God is able to rescue us from the flames. What's the next bit go? But even if he does not, we will not bow down and worship. There we go. Even if he does not, that's hope, but they haven't seen that. that uh, and you know the rest of the story, actually, there's a fourth person walking around in the fire. The son of, looks like a son of man, a uh, son of the gods. There he is in the fire. Um, but there is a time when we don't know how it's going to work out. Even if he does not. Job if you want to understand suffering the book of job and in the middle of job in in chapter 13 when his friends are trying to taunt him and say you know curse god and die uh, and god says job says though he slay me yet i will hope in him that's incredible isn't it and he although he did waver didn't he job he he, he did waver and eventually he has to come down on his knees and and repent before god when he sees him face to face but at the time He says, even if he slays me, I will hope. And what about um, Habakkuk? Wonderful little book, Minor Prophet. And at the end, it says, though the fig tree does not bud, and there are no grapes on the vine, and there are no cattle in the stalls, and no sheep in the pen, yet I will rejoice. So even if I don't see the, the, uh, the reason of my hope, I will still hope, and I will rejoice. Uh, that goes all the way through, and the writer of Hebrews, if we'd followed up Wynne's reading with the rest of, the, of that chapter, the whole of Hebrews 11 is full of a list of people who had faith, who lived in hope, but never got to see what they were hoping for. Like Moses, he never got to see the promised land. He got to see the promised land, but he never got to enter it. But he lived by faith in hope. Are you getting the point here? That actually hope. Uh, what hope looks like. Hope needs patient waiting. I'm afraid if, you're, want, if you want instant hope, you know, you can get a little packet of instant coffee or instant everything now. Um, you can't get a packet of instant hope. Hope requires patient waiting, and I know a lot of you have done a lot of it. Okay, so what does hope look like? Let's try and put some legs on hope. Um, <laughs> What does hope look like for the terminally ill? For people, and I know many of you are, are, are friends or family um, who, are, who are dying. Well, interestingly, last night, uh, Karen and I were at the folk club in Bristol, and uh, we, we met uh, uh, some friends of ours. And One of them is a trio, wonderful singing trio. Uh, and one of them, uh, Andy, has, um, has a form of cancer, which he's had... An, repeated treatments for and he was out there last night he was singing and uh and uh, so I, I was saying to him you know how, how things going he said well he says the um the thing is the, the 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 rate at which it keeps coming back is getting faster and uh and i was talking to him and uh, and and then he, he got quite emotional and um he said Do you know what what is my i'm ready i'm ready he said but it's what my mum said, I, I don't want to miss out on what everybody else is seeing. You know? And, and, you know, so, but we talked about faith. He's, he's not a believer himself, but, you know, folk clubs are good times to talk about faith sometimes, because you're not in a kind of a clerical collar. <laughs> you're just, we, we have these opportunities, don't we, to talk about a faith which goes beyond, it goes beyond what we can see faith in Christ that is steadfast and certain and goes through the curtain. Uh, And even though we can't understand it, even though it's painful, actually there is a hope. What about about hope for people who are in debt? And Many, many people in our society are in serious debt. Many have taken their lives because they're in such trouble. They don't see any way out. What, What hope can we offer people who are in debt? Well, I know people say, well, when I win the lottery, I'll be okay. What kind of hope is that? One in, goodness knows how many millions that you're going to actually win. Uh, and those people that have won, has it made them happy? No, there's even been people who have committed suicide after winning the lottery. Hey, you know, what kind of hope is that? But actually, um, some of us, Paul and uh, Keith and I went down to listen to A presentation by CAP, Christians Against Poverty. And there are people who actually can try to help people in debt to give them real hope. Hope, which actually is practical hope. Uh, And I know that uh, Robin and Jane go out uh, in the the food bank. Um, People uh, who are running out of money or whatever need some practical hope as well as any kind of airy-fairy spiritual encouragement you can give. They've got to go together. Hope has to have legs. What about people who are depressed? And if you've been there, uh, as as I have um, in the past, um, it's like sometimes the light at the end of the tunnel has been turned off. But it hasn't, you know. But it feels like that. And and that's how it feels. Uh, Actually, what do you need? You need someone to be there. You don't want someone to say, snap out of it. You don't want someone to say, um, uh, you know, nice platitudes. Uh, You actually want someone to be there. But when you read the scriptures, the word of God, What about Psalm 42. It says here, why are you downcast, O my soul? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him. There is hope, even in that. I mean, even if you can't get out of that position, you can't. You just have to be there. And actually, God will walk with you. He walked where I walk. There is a light in the darkness, and that light, the darkness has not put it out. Uh, We haven't read that one today, but we could. What about pregnant women? They all hope to have a healthy baby. But we know uh, people that have uh, not been able to have that baby, or the baby's not been well, or the baby has, has died. Well, some of you have been praying for a lady called uh, Sharon, and um, she, she's been very ill, and, but she has finally given birth a few weeks ago to a baby of 400 grams. That's actually less than a pound, isn't it? Uh, and there was given no hope at all. But I know another of our <coughs> friends, including some of our ladies on the Alpha course, have been praying for this lady, and little Iona is actually still going, and you know, isn't that fantastic that even what seemed a completely hopeless situation, there is hope, and therefore we must keep hoping, and we must keep praying. What about for people who are unemployed, and particularly people who are in prison, and when they come out, they've got nothing, no job, nothing to go to. Well, Karen and I were in Dartmoor on Wednesday afternoon, uh, not locked up, thankfully, um, and um, we were invited uh, by uh, the guy that we go to visit to to go to the celebration event called um, of, of a new project called the Entrepreneur Inside. There's something going on in Dartmoor Prison where some of the prisoners are given a chance to learn how to. Be an entrepreneur, to be a businessman, because all prisoners, all criminals, are, are pretty good entrepreneurs. <laughs> but they use their skills for criminal purposes. But actually, if we can turn those skills to actually producing, uh, you know, good things. And you know, we sat there and we listened to about there were about a dozen men who'd done this course, and. Business people had come in, mentors, and, and they'd given them advice. And these guys stood up and said how it had transformed their hopes that when they come out, they could actually, you know, get... I, I, my friend has said to me when he first went in, he, he couldn't see any future for him at all. And now there are people in prison who can come out and say, well, actually, there is hope for me. I can maybe uh, get work, etc. cetera. Um, for the bereaved, of course as Christians we believe there is life which goes beyond this life, but actually you know, for people who have been bereaved it's not platitudes they need, but they actually need people alongside an arm a comforting presence a meal and just walking that dark road but in hope what about people in North Korea? what about people in the Yemen, in Syria I don't know the answer to those problems, do you? how could you have hope in North Korea or hope in the Yemen, Uh, it's just appalling what's going on it's a mystery and yet God's people have been in that situation time and time again, Throughout throughout the Bible the people of Israel were in exile for 70 years here's hope, Okay, folks there's hope 70 years' time, you'll be out of exile. Yes! Great! Only 70 years to wait. <laughs> but, but in God's timing, you know, God doesn't think short-term, but there is hope for his people. And it was in the middle of, was, of Jeremiah that Jeremiah says, I have plans to give you a hope and a future. Now, the context of that was utter despair. Not nice plans, you know, nice, cozy message. It's in the midst of despair, there are hopes for a future. Lamentations, the gloomiest book in the world. I'm going to read you this as I finish. Um, Lamentations chapter 3 is also written by Jeremiah. When sitting amongst the the ruins of Jerusalem, looking at the rubble, looking at the destruction, uh, and, and uh, the whole thing is a lament. Uh, here is... Uh, so I say my splendor is gone and all that I had hoped from the Lord I remember my affliction and my wandering the bitterness and the gall I well remember them and my soul is downcast within me yet this I call to mind and therefore I have hope because of the Lord's great love we are not consumed For his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for him. The Lord is good to those who hope is in him. To the one who seeks him, it is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Isn't that wonderful? What is our hope? Our hope is, is in the word of God. His word put my hope. So whatever your situation is, I don't have any pat answers, glib answers to your situation, but I can tell you the word of God has proved itself for many, many thousands of years and it will not be false now.